0: This is Popside Hockey Talk where the Maple Leafs and Hockey come to talk. If you were not excited by last night's game, then you were not entertained. That was some damn inspired hockey. Love seeing it. And by the way, the guys we expected to get in the Tillys and get dusted up, John Tavares and Morgan Riley, they were right the. Wait a minute. They were in the thick of it. And Mr. Simmons and Clifford were the ones setting up beautiful goals by David Camp. What a role reversal. But hey, wasn't it funny, though? Those two players in the lineup had everybody else playing 10 feet tall, Last night, nobody backing down, everybody fired up. Let's go, Leafs. Go, shut up, Jesse Pollock. Because the Leafs took that victory, absolutely love it. Um, what did you guys think of last night before we jump into the week that was for the Maple Leafs?
1: Go that, ahead, that was a bloodbath, like that. I felt like
0: From Marner
1: Marner eating the boards to Nicky Robbie getting crushed and then Riley and Brody going to defend him. Man, it was intense. It was fun to watch. And uh, I was on the edge of my seat the entire night, but a big
2: win from the boys. Um, I'm going to be honest. uh, I didn't watch it. Uh, First of all, I would boo, like to
0: boo this man. Boo this man. Boo. If you didn't go back and watch that game, what are you thinking? No, Even the don't. highlight pack was exciting.
2: Um, I'd like to congratulate my friends, Melissa and Beckett, of course, on their marriage. Uh, I was a man of honor last night. So I had a wedding to attend. Looks like it was quite the banger by what I've seen, all scores across Twitter, and whatnot. Um, Looks like uh, that rivalry is still there. So uh, it looked like it was pretty entertaining to watch. Um, But yeah.
0: No, it was absolute fire. And and to touch on another thing, too, behind that net, we'll get into this whole game, but behind the net, too, when uh, Perfetti got flattened, and I think it was Sandine who did it, and Greasy old, dirty Dubois just started to jump in there and try to do something. I don't like Dubois, by the way, if no. you haven't noticed in any of my tweets. He's um,
1: the one game, too, right? Fuck what's that? that? Yeah, yeah,
0: he's a little chippy bugger. Uh, yeah. But then you had jumping in there was Bunting and Hall, and Matthews was ripping Dubois off, guys. I loved it last night, man. Everybody was in the thick of the fire. So, yeah, no, fired up for that. Fired up for what the fact that I did that. But the, le- the least week that was last week, guys, was another two-in-one week for the Maple Leafs. All right, Dilly, we'll give you some roses. We'll give you some roses. I think you went two-in-one. I yep. said they are going three-and-oh because I thought AZ would be a cake. Oh, up. no.
2: No, I think Pete was the only one.
0: Oh, PETA. Oh, I said they were going
2: to lose to Winnipeg.
0: There you go. But, there you but go.
2: little did we know, we lost to the team that we all – so Are you kidding
0: me? White yeah, and everybody else had some fun with them throughout the week. So I don't know. You know what? It is what it is. Like I said in the, yeah, the pregame notes for this one, guys, we went over the Arizona game. We land-based the team, talked about Keefe. The thing that's crazy, though, is those comments from Keefe kept coming back all the way even through Saturday. Pete, you've probably seen it. Um, you know, Hockey Night in Canada was talking about it. Everybody's still talking about the fact that Keith walked back his comments. Jesus, Murphy, you know, have you ever said something that maybe you're like, I felt maybe I said it the wrong way, and then you have to address it with a person. Well, in Toronto, I guess you got to address it with forty-two reporters, fifty-five bloggers, seventeen podcasts, and the grumpy man on the corner of Eglinton and Steels because that's what needs to be said before the message gets to the person you want to talk to. It's absolutely freaking us, so guys. Dumb. It's a conversation.
1: Let it be. I hate that we're having this conversation, though. Like. Being in the Toronto market, any Canadian market, you really have to watch what you say, and it's so frustrating that Keith, uh, like they, they have their own conversation in the in the locker room. They, the they boys know what what needs to be said, what is said, but goes on to the media. It's just it doesn't, it shouldn't matter that much, and it sucks that he has to retract what he said just to to please everyone. Like fuck the media, man.
0: Seriously, <laughs> oh. uh, Del- Del- what do you think man what do you think about uh sheldon keith getting in there and having to say you know i didn't mean it the way it was me and marner are it. and then everybody's saying that marner is soft and squishy ha- hey how about this one for the world everybody deals with things differently how yeah. about that one
2: um like to be honest like the media in toronto is like so so nitpicky on like one little word. I know it, I know anywhere it's it's one little word, one little slip up, and it gets blasted everywhere. But like Toronto is a different, different place to be for media. Um, obviously Keith wants to get the boys fired
0: up. Uh yeah. Marner, well, I mean, hey, let's move past the Arizona game because we've gone far. Um Ooh. Clark, I see you in the chat there, my friend. We will get to your comments. Uh, Anyone who drops one in there, we will uh, talk about that when we get to the Winnipeg game. Um, The Dallas Star game, the Robertson Brother Bowl, that was absolutely stunning debut for Nick Robertson. You couldn't have written it in the Stars any better. Comes in, scores the one goal, gets the OT goal. Looking like Austin Matthews, by the way, on that one-timer, blowing that shot by. And Matthews has said, that Robertson has a release much like his own, and we got to see it in that game. But I want to know, guys, you see Robertson come in there. He didn't do exactly the same. We'll talk about them in a game, but he needs to bring something like that every single night. And I think he is going to bring these things. Wondering for you, Robertson's debut. Pete, first for you, what did you see? What did you feel? Because to me, that guy, the nickname he's got right now is Honey Badger. From a lot of people
1: I was at the game on uh what was it Thursday and it was the energy was very weird in the building like everyone was pissed off like we're losing 2-1 to Scott Wedgwood in that, and then Nicky Robbie lights it up he gets the game winner after the game everyone's chanting Nicholas Robertson and I'm like I'm screaming I'm I'm fired up into it um he looks good. I mean, he, he's, he's getting rocked a bit out there. Like he's, he's getting into those greasy areas. He's playing like he wants to be on this team. I mean, you notice him, you notice him a lot more than uh, you did with Malgan. Um, But I, I like what I see so far. We'll see, we'll see how he does. Um, I hope he gets more ice time. I don't know. What's the plan for the next game? Is that, are they benching Malgin again? Or are they, yeah malcolm really- is
0: still on the bench so yeah we'll talk okay. about this in the I'm, week I'm, that is but robertson okay is indeed
1: still in the lineup yeah yeah dylan i'll throw it to you um
2: man it was a sight to see i've i've been waiting for this moment for a very long time I, if anybody knows me i'm in the hockey cards and i've got quite the collection of oh, nicholas robertson card? um the the biggest thing i noticed and i i honestly didn't know it at all Sick. but Jason is significantly taller than him. And I thought Jason was like around the same size as, as Nick, but uh, that picture really made it a little bit more clear that like Nikki's Nikki's nice. And, you know, he's, I guess he's not nice and short, but he's, he's a speedy little guy. And, and uh, I think Jason has passed on a lot of his, his teachings and his learnings from his shot, what he does in the off season too. Um, because it, it it seems like, they just try and fire at will. They try and take every opportunity to fire a shot on net, which is which is a good quality. Obviously, you know, you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take. So um beauty goal and pass. Uh the pass from Bunting. That I love that first goal. And then Matthews just like, here, buddy, you take this one, and you will have Toronto loving you from here to there. Like all, all all of all of GTA area was loving that uh Nikki scored that OT winner. So uh I loved, I, I absolutely loved uh seeing him kind of come out in uh his first game.
1: Yeah, he looked good. James, you showed us that article by the sun. Who the hell wrote that trade Robert Now is the best time to trade Robertson. Michael
0: Tracos wrote that. Go yeah. ahead, Dilly.
2: I I sent that to the group chat. Oh, was the
0: you, Dylan? Sorry.
2: No, yeah, it's Dilly okay. sent it
0: to the group chat. Um, I was selfish, I guess, over on Twitter. <laughs> I didn't share with anybody. I just responded to it, not with a video at first, but just with a tweet. And then uh, Dilly threw it in the chat afterwards, and I was like, shit, I'm already making a video on this. <laughs> 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 I was like, I didn't want to steal your thunder, Dilly. But, you know, uh, yeah, no, I was already fired up and getting it ready to go. So, But that was Michael Tracos. It's what he does. It's just what he did. These guys are... Everybody from the Sun does it. It's what they do. It's it's unfortunately what they do. Mm -hmm. It's a nothing burger. It's a nothing waffle. Whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm not even worried about it. Like get out of here. You want to clicks? You got your clicks. And I always say this. I say the Sean Simpson simmer over for Ottawa. You're having slow media day. You post about the Leafs. You post about a trade or how they can't afford a player. Insert Leafs player name here and doomsday scenario there, and you have yourself clickbait for days because people will flock to it because there's a lot more people that like this team than don't so we shall see but hey sammy looked good again and by the way i've dubbed this guy's nickname sonar he is so his nickname is now sonar i like it because he's tracking everything and they play on frozen water so why not nickname him sonar it works perfectly It fits with it, what he does and how he does it, what he plays on. So hopefully it captures on. But for me, I'm going to keep calling him that. So Sammy is gone. It's Sonar. uh, But he's looking great. Uh, Tracking the pucks in that game. The second goal that went in from Sagan, not his fault. Nothing he can do there being crashed into. And we will get into that part there. Mm. Uh, What did you guys feel about Sonar during that game?
2: Um, I thought pretty solid. I mean (laughs) – I know I know the goal we'll talk about that later but like he he's been so good so solid he's stopping the puck when he needs to he's he's taking those you know high pressure moments and you know calming calming everybody down when when he needs to um he he has the boys on his back like they they 100% have his back every single time like I am loving the risk Dubas took on him. <laughs> um, but, yeah, solid,
1: solid. He's what, got four stars. starts
0: now. He's Is got four starts. He's 4-0. 4-0, yeah. oh. yeah.
1: oh, boys. He's 4-0. and oh. I'm, I'm getting excited. <laughs> love, Get excited, um, Pete. You should I love goaltending. Like, it's so – like especially when it's on the leaves, when we have great goaltending. I, I loved Freddie when he first came here. And seeing uh, Samson off – or Sonar, sorry – uh, succeed is just it's really exciting uh, he looks and he looks really calm in net too like he doesn't he's not jumpy he's composed he's making the saves he needs to and he's uh he's not letting in that many weak ones and uh, last night i think he had a 9.969 save percentage nice and uh yeah i don't know i'm loving everything about this guy so far so it'll be interesting to see when uh, murray comes off the ir of what uh how he'll play is he gonna is Sammy now the this the starter or are we gonna what's gonna happen with Murray here? It's gonna be really interesting. It's gonna be hot
0: hand, so it's either Sonar or Murdoch going in. But whoever's got the hot hand. And I think it's it's Mm. Sonar right now. The guy's literally like the nickname lives up to it. He's tracking everything, he's doing everything. And we'll talk about the Winnipeg game too, because I feel there are a few key moments where he held the game where it needed to be. Another player who's looking real good, by the way, everybody. I want you to start retracting your posts and eating a little crow because John Tavares has come into this season a man on a freaking mission. He's got seven points already, crushing it, doing what he needs to do. Ladies and gentlemen, John Tavares, he's not back. He's always been here. But welcome to what we're all seeing before you got to the show. What do you guys think of JT? He's carrying this team. I'm loving the fact that Austin Matthews still getting points, working on his 200-foot game, being more defensive, being more physical. But John Tavares says, I got you, Matthews. I'll pick up the goal slack for now. Let me get some goals for you. you keep working on your game. I love yeah. it. What do you think of uh, JT uh, or I mean,
1: He looks so good right now. I mean, how, what did he get last night? Two goals? He got the nice tip in front of the net. He's yep. uh, Yeah, no, he he last season he's coming off an injury, that brutal – Hit that he's t- from Perry's knee. Obviously, he didn't have his head in the game last season. I think he's he's making it up this year. He's gonna fucking succeed and he's gonna keep scoring. Maybe a breakout season again. but uh, I don't know what his uh, record of points is here, but uh, maybe we see it this year. He
2: had forty? Did he have forty-seven goals the
0: first year? Yeah, yeah. forty. It was like eighty something points there, or ninety something points. But yeah, I definitely think he shatters those plateaus. Hey, eh? mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, we can
2: see. Yep. I think that whole line is kind of looking confident, and like like now that Robbie's like put like brought into that second line, um, I I like like you said, James, like Johnny T's taken, you know that that goal uh, you know heat off of Austin, and like last game I just looked at at the points. Austin had three assists last night, so like he's he's dishing the puck and realizing that you know my my shot might not be hot right now. But I'll dish it out. He dished it out to Robbie that game. Um, JT's, he's just picking up the slacking showing by example, which is a, which is a great aspect of a leader. He's totally, I think he's transformed his, his speed. I've noticed a little bit. I know that obviously, you know, he's old. He's He's definitely a step
0: quicker than he was last year. I'll say that Mm -hmm. much. He's got more pop in his step.
2: He's going to be slower than, you know, the young guys, but, He's um, never been I, I truly. No, and I truly think he's leading by example. So I think he's doing everything that he can as a captain and considering Matthews isn't off to a hot start goal wise, he's kind of picking up the slack and realizing that that's, that's something that, you know, if the opportunity is presenting itself I, here, I'll step in and I'll, I'll do what I can.
0: No, I agree with that full heartedly. Okay. Here's the one mm-hmm. that got me against the Dallas game. I thought, Sagan had more of a shove on um, Sammy or Sonar than uh, Marner did. Um, It looked like it clearly anyways, it looked like that was the contact that made things go the way that it did. But unfortunately it wasn't the way that it was called. So I'm asking you guys, what do you think goaltender interference is anymore? Because to me, I thought that was no goal. I clearly thought it was no goal, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm seeing it wrong. Maybe I'm the old guy in the room that doesn't understand, but Usually if you push someone with your stick and arm, which is what Sagan did to the front of Sonar, knocking them backwards, that's what caused them to fall over. But again, maybe I'm wrong. What do you you guys think?
2: Send it to Pete. He was the one in the building.
1: Yeah, it's a lot harder to dissect a goal when you have the whole crowd going, what? What was that? And then you're just like, yeah, that's a bad goal. How is that a goal? But um, I, I knew you know you messaged the group and it asked. Looks like a puck battle in front of the net, um, or just two guys battling in front of the net. Marner pushes Sagan. I, I, guys, I don't know. Like it looked like goaltender interference, but at the end of the day, if you can't, if you can't have a battle in front of the net, then what, what good is goaltender interference then? Like, Clarky came in
2: with a comment too here. He said Sagan initi- initiated initiated contact. The more I saw it, though, the puck wasn't in the net or basically going into the net before Marner pushed Sammy. So that's Mm -hmm. why they didn't call back.
0: Well, Boo earns it doesn't matter. It shouldn't be a goal. Um, (laughs) Because, remember, the refs have the the ability for intent to blow whistle as well. So they mm -hmm. can say that they were going to blow the whistle or do whatever. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And the ref (laughs) called it no goal on the ice, too. Yeah.
1: My favorite part was uh, Kyle Dubis's reaction. That <laughs> oh, he was living. Just read his lips and see exactly what he's saying.
2: <laughs> I was watching the game with my grandma, and <laughs> we're watching the replay. And it's just, it's just classic grandma comments. She goes, "I could read his lips there." I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, me too, grandma." I was like, "He's not happy with this," and so I thought that was pretty funny. Um, I, it's, a t- it's. It's a tough situation, though. Like, it looked like Segan had more contact with Marner. But then, like, God, like, I don't I don't really know. It was the
0: end start. shove for me that was my problem. Yeah, it, so looked, it looked like, like, it, was, like it,
2: it was this. But then I saw, like, more of it leaning towards
0: Sammy. But that was just my initial reaction. So, I, I don't know. At
1: least uh, we won.
0: Yeah, we did win. That was a beautiful win. I love the fact that that happened like that. Then we got the Jets game. Yeah. There we go. Let's buckle up. Let's have some fun. Mission to ground control. Ground the Jets. It's over with. Let's get this rivalry started. And that's what it was. It was great fun. Um, I watched that game and I said, when the Jets went up one, nothing, this can go one or two ways. Sammy can get snow jobbed here. Sonar gets snow jobbed here and it's going to be a problem. And this is where the confidence wanes. This is a game that, you know, is going to be a measuring stick. Then, bam, JT ties in on the power play. All right. We're good. We're excited. Then all of a sudden, the Leafs go up. And here's where Sonar really impressed me throughout the entire game. Be, you may not know as much as Dylan does, but I'm a big guy of the key saves at key moments. And Anderson and Campbell – They didn't have those key saves at key moments of a game to keep you where you needed to be or allow your team to take the next step and put the foot on the neck a little harder. And that was happening in the Winnipeg game. He was making saves at key moments, big saves too, not just little ones, big ones that were kind of going unnoticed on the broadcast because it would be a deflected puck or it would be a puck in a scrum that got through to him but he was still stopping it where those would kind of go through Campbell or be scored on by Anderson. So those things there really had Sonar in my good graces because the Leafs went down by one to start the game. And that could have been the beginning of the end. You're in Winnipeg. Those boys get fired up in Winnipeg when you're playing the Leafs. We have all seen it. But they kept their composure not only between the pipes but on the ice as well. I loved it. Loved it. What did you guys think of Sonar in that game? Because to me – that was his coming out party for me.
2: Um, by the looks of it, like he, like although he let that first goal in, like his his confidence only grew stronger from there on out. Like he, the boys took handle. It looks like five minutes after the first goal, they tied it up, and Sammy's like, "Boys, I got you. You just put the puck in the net, and I'll I'll take care of the rest." And you know that's something we've been we've been looking for for a very long time. Uh, like. Freddie like he had he had his moments in games but he didn't have like you know consistency and he you know he obviously had injuries but um he's he's looking good he's like I'm just like loving the fact that he's he's doing what he needs to do in each and every moment of the game he's not overthinking anything he's truly just he has a a confidence about him that's like calming which is very good setting for the entire
1: team um oh yeah i i love him man he's i thought it was so funny that he didn't know who the rock was they interviewed him after the game they're like do you know who the rock is no never heard of them I'm like what do you watch movies i guess he's well he's from russia so like I, it kind of makes sense uh, but uh He's looked he's looked great so far. Um, I thought there was another point I was trying to to bring up, but uh, yeah, I'm just I hope he can stay consistent. He can stay healthy. Uh, again, it's going to be interesting to see when uh, Murray comes back into the lineup. Will Murray take his spot back? I think Sonar has it right now. He's ma- and like James said, he's making those key saves right now. He looks fantastic. I love him. Might buy his jersey. Oh the the point i wanted to make was that he is he's i didn't know this he's restricted he's a restricted free agent at the end of the season yeah. so i i didn't i thought he was unrestricted because we signed him but it's because washington didn't make the qualifying offer is that correct mm-hmm. and then so we were able to sign him that's uh, yeah that gets me excited that he he also wanted to come play for us cuz he received multiple deals right so i don't know it, just these little things make him love him even more
0: it definitely so, does. Now, Let's uh, let's talk about the, I wouldn't call them the elephant in the room because they were absolutely, uh, as advertised, Wayne Simmons and Mr. Kyle Clifford get in the lineup. Uh, I know our buddy T.O. Sportsman popped up to see the Wayne train in there, but I liked do? what one of our friends said here. I'll pop the comment up on the screen. Clifford and Simmons should only oh be God. in the lineup together. If one of them is out, to me, they aren't effective individually. I 100% agree with that wow. because both play off of each other. Both bring the energy, both fire each other up. But here's the thing. Both of those guys fired up the Leafs lineup. Every guy playing 10 feet tall. You had Sandine playing rough. Tavares dusting it up. Morgan Riley getting in the mix. Bunting jumping on everybody all game long. Matthew's getting strong and physical. Uh, Justin Hall mixing in, TJ Brody. Everybody was doing it. There were skirmishes in front of the net, and they were saying, you're not touching our fucking goalie. Get the hell out of the crease. And you could hear them saying it to the Jets players. You're not standing here. Get the fuck out of here. Just get walking. And I don't care. Bunting may not do much. He may not be the biggest duster-upper, but he gets (laughs) right in there, and he's grabbing and pulling. He doesn't care if he gets barreled over. He does it. And by the way, I've said this already before, but Nick Robertson takes a licking and the boy keeps on ticking. Gets wow. flattened and gets up, no problem. Didn't play on the ice, didn't shy away from the contact either, just was ready for it, it happened, and he bounced back up. Yeah, I loved it. I freaking loved it. We didn't see him towards the end of the third period, though, which made me a little nervous. <laughs>
2: I, I've I noticed that in the Stars game there I like I truly think the weight that he put on actually has has helped him like you he's know, a
0: goddamn honey badger
2: yeah he's divide he's like truly like helped himself move away from bodies now he's not actually completely getting rocked I think it was on his first goal actually he was battling on the boards and then it went into the corner and he skated right to the front of the net and that's when the pass came out and I was just like you just push somebody away that's probably twice your size and weight and you're you're doing it at ease so he's he's also doing everything that he he needs to do i think in this lineup
0: Oh, 100% you guys got some homework i sent you a video to watch for later on on a honey badger and it exactly is mr nick robertson cuz honey badgers don't give a fuck they mix it up. They get in there. They do what they need to do. But watch that video; you will laugh your ass off. And just picture Nick Robertson in there. It's absolutely awesome. I love it. but yeah, that Winnipeg game. I love the fact that it went the way that it did because guys like Pierre Greasy Man Dubois and Mister Logan Stanley and Mister I'm Neil gonna knee you do dirty shit Pionk. All didn't get to have the moment that they wanted because you know they wanted a big moment. It's Saturday night, bright lights, hockey night in Canada. You're against the blue and white, and you want to whoop them, and you lose. You absolutely lay an egg, and not only do you lay an egg on the scoreboard, but you lay an egg physically as well. Yeah, you got some licks on Marner, but the Leafs were in there just as much as you, which is great. No, they didn't out-hit the Jets, but when they did things – it was noticeable. It was things that pissed off the Jets and made them take dumb penalties. If the Leafs can play inspired like that, defending one another and riling up the other team, that will bode well for the rest of the season. I said it on the live during the intermission. That was a galvanizing game for the Leafs because it brought everyone on that roster together. Top to bottom didn't matter what your status or what your paycheck was, you were doing the same shit as the guy beside you. And that goes a long, long way. Something that's been missing from this Leafs lineup, if you ask me.
2: Yeah, that's a very good point, actually. Yeah, you you need everybody clicking and you need everybody believing in what, what's going on in the game. Uh, that, that That is a very good point.
1: Peter? They looked good last night so I mean like we're, 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 we're high we're, energy Peter we're four and two we're four and two boys but as soon as we lose another two just watch watch Leafs Nation come down and crumble again boys like it's, I mean, I just, love it's the so
0: like that though because you can't be even keeling Leafs Nation I guess you just can't be
2: there's so many high highs and very low lows like the Leafs Nation is somebody with depression. Or like bipolarism, like like it's it's absolutely ridiculous how how much we react to everything. Like it, I just I just wish I could just uh stop reacting this way. But it it makes for good stories along the way. I
0: truly think that <laughs> it definitely does. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was a week that was for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now we look at the week that will be, which will be minus me after tomorrow night's game. That's it. It's these two. For two weeks, rocking the Offside Channel, loving it. But we have the week that will be. I will still put in my prediction. Um, We'll get Mr. PDA to go first, as we have Vegas. We have what? We have the West Coast Swings. We got Vegas, the Sharks, Kings, and Ducks. Four games this week on the docket.
1: You already know how this is going to go, boys. They're going to lose to the teams they're supposed to be, and then beat the teams that... Are supposed to beat them, so they're gonna beat Vegas, they're gonna be lose to the Sharks, they're gonna beat the Kings, and then lose to the Ducks. They are going two and two on this road trip,
0: yeah. Billy. What do you got?
2: Uh I want to say that too, but uh, <laughs> I mean, it's the right answer, right? It probably is, unfortunately. But uh, I'm gonna go, th- I, I'm gonna go three and one.
0: Three, three and, one. and one, who one. are you taking for the victories?
2: Uh I'm gonna go Vegas. I think we're gonna lose to the Sharks, and then Kings and Docs will dub.
0: All right. Well, uh, I'll sprinkle some magic. I think we're gonna go two, one, and one.
1: Ooh, I like that. So I
0: think we will beat Vegas. I just think they get up for the Vegas Golden Knights. We do not play particularly well in San Jose against the Sharks, so I think that will be a loss. The OT loss will be against the LA Kings I think they get uh, beat there and then I think we beat the Ducks on Sunday to cap off the road swing the West Coast swing with a victory
1: fun fact about the Vegas game Phil Kessel will be tying the Keith Yandel record for the Ironman streak against his former team so that'll be a storyline
0: tomorrow night it will be it will be old man long man Phil so we'll see We'll yes, see sir. what happens there. It's mm-hmm. going to be a fun week no matter what. The West Coast Swing is always kooky-dukes because it's so late at night and all different things happening. I know the Saturday game is unusual. And, and Sunday, actually, I think is an afternoon game uh, if it, you're it, in it's, Anaheim,
2: It's coming, buddy. Yeah, I, I think we have a game tomorrow against Vegas, right?
0: Vegas, What's is, that? 10, Vegas 10 is tomorrow at 10 p.m.
1: Eastern. James, yeah. are you
0: watching that? That will be my last Leafs game for two weeks, yes.
1: Okay, well, so I will be. Uh, one. I I don't know if I'm going to be watching the entire thing, but uh, yeah, 10 p.m. is a little late, boys.
2: Yeah, it's freaking, it's damn late. 10 I 10
0: even by the way, ladies, 10 p.m. for you, 11 p.m. for me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, add another We're hour. Gonna do that at two a.m.
2: Yeah, that's brutal. Like oh, I'll be, gosh. I would be like cuddling with my computer and <laughs> trying to watch it in my bed. At that yeah. time If I actually want to
0: When I worked the regular job That was what I did I haven't done, I got a chance Usually I would watch the game or start watching the game And drift off, fall asleep with the laptop And then wake up to the end of it So it's like, oh, okay, well this sucks But yeah, yeah. no, it's going to be a fun week The West Coast Swing is always good um, There may be some movement as Pierre Engel Is sliding in for the Vegas game um, Doesn't make me happy Zach Asperis is sitting so, who knows what's going on. There's a whole lot of bobbing and weaving going for leaves. But, um, yeah, that's the week that will be for the Toronto Maple Leafs this week. Like I said, scheduling note, these guys will be taken up after the show. I believe they are going to go Thursday and Sunday this week. That might be the thing. Yeah. But I will leave it to their most capable hands. Um, they may have someone swing through, like a Clark Monroe or someone else. Ooh-hoo. But who knows? Who shall see? We will figure it out. Um, but now we swing into the good. The bad and the ugly for this week. The good for me. It's got to be the good for all of us. Sonar. Sonar, Sonar, Sonar. And Nick Robertson. Two Nicky very Bobby. good things. What's that? Nikki Bobby. Nicky, Nicky Bobby. Bobby. Those two things, we can't disagree. That has got to be the good for the week. Sammy's looking sharp. 4-0. 937 save percentage. Looking great. Let's go. Let's rock and roll. Nicky Robertson comes in, two goals, perfect. So really, right now he's played two games this season, got a goal a game, let's rock and roll. Love it. There's not much to be said there. That's just the good, the bad. The bad <laughs> is number three on the Toronto Maple Leafs. And why do I say this? Hall of famer. Why do I say this? Because <laughs> even though the Leafs won two of the three games this week, even in those victories, He's soft on the clear. Yeah, like, buddy. why do you not just get it up off the glass and out? Or why do you not just flip it out? Why do you rim it along the board softly, directly to the man at the point? I can clip the video and show you seven examples this week alone of him doing it. You sound like everybody on my beer league team.
2: <clears throat> why are you rimming it around the freaking boards? Just get it out.
0: He's paid two million dollars to get it out. I get it out. I don't get it up off the glass. Do something. Because obviously, if seven times in one week, if you're doing the same thing and it's nine times out of ten, creating a great A scoring chance or a goal against, you might want to fix that up because just to let you know, Jordy Ben and Timothy Lilligren are literally days away from rejoining this roster. What's going November on? 5th, both players come off the LTIR. And by the way, the Leafs have the cap space to bring them into the roster. Oh, do well. they? Okay, that's going to be my question. <clears throat> they <clears throat> can send <throat> down a couple of guys who are sitting, not playing right now. So Dennis right. Malgan right. may get his ticket down or right. someone else to create the roster space.
1: Do you think someone you know, will uh, pick up Malgun if we wave him? Who cares? Who cares? If we got Nicky Bobby. Yeah, you know. no,
0: I'm not even saying that just to sound, you know, rude. But I said it to you guys at the beginning of the season. He's not doing what he needs. To you be. have to do something every mm. single game, even in the Winnipeg game. Nick Robertson did not score, but we talked about him. We talked about him playing physical. We talked about him battling. Talked about him being a honey badger going after the, honey the puck. Badger don't give a shit. That's it. He was doing something, though. You noticed him. Dennis Malgin became a passenger, then completely invisible. You can't have that on your second line. so And he does not play a physical enough game to be on line three or line four. So his opportunity is where Nick Robertson is. And Nick Robertson just took it and said, thank you for your lunch money. Hit the bricks, kid. Switzerland's calling. Have a good, good weekend. That's basically what it is. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but that's just the way it is. Like but yeah, show. Jordy. this all started because we said Jordy Ben and Timothy Lilligren are coming back. So those guys are coming back. So if you're Justin Hall, you better start smarting it up. Simplify your game. They did it with Dion Phaneuf. They made Dion Phaneuf good enough that he became a tradable asset again to the Ottawa Senators. Yep. So Justin Hall, for the love of your own spot on the roster, simplify your game. He's rushing like he's rushing the puck up ice. He's crashing the net, like dude. You're you're not Thomas Shabbat. You're not Eric Carlson from five years ago. You're not Kale McCarr. You know you're Justin. Trying to do too much. Yeah, he's trying to do too much to stay in the lineup, which is Mm -hmm. going to get him kicked out of the lineup, in my opinion. But that's the bad this week, and then the ugly. The ugly is what we just talked about with Traicos, or the ugly is what we talk about with Steve Mm -hmm. Simmons, or all of these different things. Just the way this team is covered by fans, by podcasts, by articles, by writers, it's insane.
1: This it's is insane. We already touched on this, is. but
0: we'll touch on just a little bit here for the ugly this week because it is ugly. It got real ugly this week. It got
2: fucking stupid ugly. And I did not like that article at all. It got,
0: it got, well, it got ugly after the Arizona game. And then there was basically almost three days because they didn't play until Thursday night against Dallas of everybody just chewing and grinding the grinder. It was just – was horrible. You would think this – and I said it in one of the videos. I was like, wow. You would think this team just finished the 82-game season and was not heading to the playoffs. You didn't know it was only four games in or three games in or whatever it was at that point after the Arizona game. was nuts. It was nuts. You know, I I couldn't believe it. And then that article from – you know – Good good on you, I guess. You probably got a whole bunch of clicks. Oh, good on you. I your love probably oh,
1: do you think he really, really meant dead. that article or is just doing it for the clicks? Like it like a hundred Why why
2: are you saying a player that scored two goals in a game needs to be traded right away? Like like the second after the game. like Like it was so stupid. Like Oh yeah, Nicholas Robertson
1: needs to be traded because he does that any hypotheticals for what we could get in return for Robertson? No.
0: Oh no. my god. This I don't everybody's I don't even talking about oh you, it's not just Robertson you trade, though. It was a package. It was Robertson and picks and dies and all these things. Mm. We'll get you Chikrin, or we'll get you this guy or that guy, or maybe you can pull XYZ from this team and get not only a defenseman but another forward. Shut up. Just enjoy what you have. I said it in the video when I made it. Shut up. Enjoy what you have. Allow us to enjoy one nice thing. Yep. You know, there's been so many people that have come by this show that are former players. John Michael Lyles, Jamie McCowan have sat on this show and said they hated the media in Toronto. Yeah. Mm. I don't Because it was like so it. bad. You couldn't do anything. You cannot breathe. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, Mitch Marner wanting to go and play freaking video games on his own night off, by the way, and be sponsored don't like by the dishes. Shut up. <laughs> I don't live <laughs> his life. He's allowed oh, to go do I, things. As are you allowed to be upset by whatever you want to be upset by. But if you're upset by a guy picking up some sticks and blowing off some steam and having fun, by the way, you know the way they used to blow off steam guys, they used to go get blackout fucking drunk. And come to practice hung over. Yeah. That's what it used to be. Yeah. Domi used to get sent home from practice because he was too freaking hung over. No. Go read. Go, it's it, Go read it. Man, it's I'd, sent love, home. I'd
1: love to read up on that. I'll fall down a rabbit hole tonight.
0: I, oh my god. There's a there's a book, book. There's a book, um, I forget what it's called. It's it's got the guy with the paper bag on his head. Oh, uh, but go read that one. Yeah. And it's all true things in that book. And that was one of the things that was in there wow. and it wasn't done maliciously. I think it was in the Pat Quinn days, but he said he could just smell it off him and just said, just said, yeah, uh, let's go home. The, he wasn't no, in trouble, but just went home because that's the way it was back then. I think those things didn't matter. It's not like no today, percent. but a guy no, going no. to play video games in his own home, you know, and, and basically probably calling it a night early, by the yeah. way, you know, wow. You know what a great arsehole! You know, really, really putting the team down there. You know, really not working hard. Get out of here! It's like you know, you guys get off work and you decide to come do this podcast. Well, no, Dylan, you hot. should be uh, you should be plumbing harder, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> be, whatever you do. You should be. You should be. You know, working on that too. To insurance.
2: You should be here. You're selling insurance harder. Yeah. Yeah, you well. should be
0: pushing those insurance quotas, buddy. I don't. I don't know what you're doing here. And Dylan, you should I'm be really- laying more pipe, one way or another. No unbelievable yeah but that's just you know how ridiculous how ridiculous does that sound right how ridiculous yeah. does that sound to go after a young guy too right that's just having fun and at the thing of practice too him doing the gritty and having fun by the way everyone the stands it's kids i
2: hate that i hate that like leave the freaking guy alone man like you people complain about this not having a broad enough audience or you're you know we're not getting the attention of the kids anymore. And then Mitch goes and tries to get the attention of the kids, does a little celebration in practice, not even in a game. In practice, that was in a practice.
0: kid's practice, by the you way. Know,
1: but you know why it's a problem, guys? It's because this team consistently fails in the playoffs. So they need to bash them and make them feel terrible about themselves. Yeah, It's, it's the playoffs. It. It gets in the fans' heads, and so they take it out on the players. And unfortunately, if they if they were winning, if they were winning, making it to the second, third round, I don't think any of this would be an issue. They'd be like, "Ah, fuck it, Mitch, go go play your video games, do your TikTok dances. We don't care." But unfortunately, because they're losing, they're gonna rip into them.
2: Yeah, I think it. I think it wouldn't be as like as microscopic. No, as I think that.
0: I, I still think that segment of the fan base would still go the same way.
1: You think so, right? Eh? I don't think they would be the as thing. big, though.
0: And even if they win the thing, people are still going to bitch and moan that they didn't do it a certain way. They didn't do it the trust, tried, physical, truculent way that they should win a cup. That's what will be said. All well, the Leafs won it. It must have been oh, the officials. It must have been this. It'll never be the Leafs just won the cup. Yeah.
2: Have you we all, know. We all know that East.
0: segment of Twitter or social media oh, yeah. that oh, just is God. never good enough. It's mm. Hockey, I am the God guy. Oh, the Leafs win the Stanley Cup. But here's inches, right the Watch right to cup. the end.
1: That kind of kills me. But, Stick uh, with
0: me. I'm hockey's God. <laughs> it, if this oh, team were hockey.
1: to win a Stanley Cup, you think the fans would still be attacking all the, all these players and just ripping into Kyle Dubas, ripping into Mitch Varner? It's funny. I, I think, there's would, I think they have
0: the- get a, a, a weak grace period. But then oh, really? once, the, <laughs> once the celebration started happening and these guys had days with the cup and their parties. Oh my God. He's eating, he's eating oh.
1: cereal out of the cup. Oh my God. There. Mitch Marner's Twitch streaming with the Stanley Cup. What is this? That's this exactly thing. what
0: would happen. You know it would. Yeah. You know it would. Mitch Marner would like go with
1: cereal while he's streaming and just eating out of the cup. Like, I can yeah. fully picture that happening.
0: I, I can see it, but that's the... And then everybody, oh, he's soft. He didn't have a big party and 17 players getting drunk at his party. He's no Sidney Crosby. He's no Nathan McKinnon when it comes to drinking out of the cup. Exactly what be said. It'll never be good enough, but that's okay. If they win the cup, I'll be more than happy, period. Have you
2: guys seen the video that uh, I, I might have to share it with you guys, but this guy is, like, breaking down why the Leafs might win the cup this year?
0: Oh, the, the, the cryptic Rock? Dakota yeah. video? Yes. Yeah.
2: He was like, Rock made an entrance, blah, blah, blah. He's born in uh, May 2nd, 1972. And then the last time the Leafs won the Cup was on May 2nd. And then it was like 72 the year. If you like type in Toronto Maple Leafs in this like encrypted thing, you get 72. And then it was just like oh, The Rock had this movie called The Tooth Fairy, and he was wearing a blue thing, and it's about hockey. And I was
1: just like, man, the, you went.
0: It's a rabbit hole that you fall You man. went deep too deep with this. You got
1: to send me that video later. That sounds hilarious. I will.
0: Yes, you will love it. You will love it. All right, there's the good, the bad, and the ugly for the Maple Leafs this week. Go around the, uh, the boards here for the NHL News and Notes. Philadelphia, boys and girls, is looking freaking pretty good. I know we're Absolutely. early, Absolutely. John Tortorella is pushing the right buttons. Yep. And kind oh, of hot. He's looking damn sharp between the mm. pipes for the Flyers. Ah.
2: You, you have, have part like of our Flyers,
0: joint. am I crazy in saying this? But I think they're doing pretty damn good.
2: good. Yeah. They're, they're doing what they need to do, man. Like... <sighs> somebody i didn't expect to pick up in fantasy was morgan frost and i've done it so is
1: he doing good who's scoring all their goals it's just like
2: Like, i would say gritty guys kind of sort of like i I don't know on paper paper, i don't think they have a deep lineup at all katri is not even in the lineup right now so like Like, torts has got to be
1: clicking all or pressing all the right making them work Exactly, he's making them work for sure. And Carter Hart is, uh, he, I guess he's getting back to his normal ways. Uh, whatever. How's JVR doing? He, he still plays for them, right? He might be, yeah, trained.
2: he's on the second line, dude. This is their third line Noah, Kate, Cates, Wade Allison, and Scott Lawton. That's their third line. Zach McEwen is on their second line.
1: Interesting. Yeah. i was just looking at their lineup now. Um, Wait. I, they're gonna they're gonna simmer out at some point. You know they're not making the playoffs. They might not finish last in the Metro, but they're they're not gonna make the playoffs, guys. The, Detroit was doing this last year. We all saw it come in. They eventually sank and fizzled out. I think that's what's gonna happen with Philly here. Yeah. I well, let's think just enjoy that. the hot
0: hand. I just I think it's great. You know all the <laughs> crap they took last season. How bad it was there. To have a little yeah. bit of good. You know, go on with Tortorella coming in. We all know the Tortorella effect. It's good for about two and a half seasons.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then fizzles out. Yep. The Canucks to the other side of the coin. The good. And then there's the bad. The Vancouver Canucks, they can score some goals. They can get up on you. But don't worry, you're not going to lose because they'll lose the game somehow or another. What does Vancouver need to do here? I said it last episode. They got to fire the coach. Get something in there to stabilize that team
1: because so. they know. need
0: a bump. But that's the only true. that's the only bullet they got.
2: You think you think two coaches in two seasons, like two different like firings, is yeah, is what, they, like they like they just there, there might there might what need do to be you do a, a big shake in the lineup, man. Like I, I don't know, like I, I don't I don't know because what what's this? They also fired the GM, right? Uh,
0: betting no betting's been uh, I think a minute now.
2: I thought uh, Rutherford took over.
0: Rutherford, no, it's another guy, um, Alvin Patrick Alvin. Oh, okay. Cuz the GM um, there? And they had Rachel Dory and all that stuff, but apparently that's going to legal litigation. So we'll see what comes there.
2: I uh, so I kind of have a theory about Vancouver, and, and obviously it's really really early into the year, but I saw I saw a video. It was the Regina St. Pats made a video of their Stanley Cup. Uh, predictions and uh, you know Bedard local boy to Vancouver said oh Vancouver Canucks no doubt about it you know sorry sorry Bedard I think your boys are trying to tank for you so you can be in that that, And they they could they could go on a fire sale man it doesn't it doesn't even matter they could get multiple picks too to solidify that thought
1: that those top five picks doesn't JT Miller's no move uh trade clause kick in till next season so they could technically technically trade him right now um right now I just know that whenever I see a two goal lead for Vancouver I'm throwing five dollars down every time right now every yeah. time
0: yeah Easy no money. it's it's a sad situation there we'll see what happens I think something's gotta change whether it's personnel whether you start fire, saying I don't know what you can do, but there's got to be something that you got to shock the system a little bit here. And yeah, usually, man. the only bullet in the chamber is the coach. And by the way, Patrick Alvin did not bring in Bruce Boudreau; that guy was already there. Good to know. Yeah.
1: The fans—that's so not his coach. Out. They're throwing their jerseys on the on the ice. They're burn. This one guy I saw on Twitter burning yeah. his jersey in a barbecue. What? Why would you ever do that? You're an idiot. What are you trying? You're trying to go viral to show the team how mad you are. Cool. You just burned away two to three hundred bucks. You're a fucking loser.
0: Yeah. No, that's not the way to handle it. It isn't. Speaking of way to handle things, though, how do you handle this one? Is Phil the Thrill a hockey Hall of Famer in your opinion? I say not first ballot, but he definitely is a hockey Hall of Famer. Stanley Cup winner scored a crap ton of goals, came back from testicle cancer. You know, he's a one-nut wonder in the league. Um, he did really <laughs> oh, great things, oh, got the Ironman streak. <laughs> loving it, man! He's one of on the funniest guys, too, one ball oh, to the wall, and he did it. So, geez. loving it. Yeah, loving yeah,
2: it. I've got I've I've loved Phil for a while. Um, he's you know, he was the man in Toronto for a for years um he didn't like it here i don't blame him he's won his stanley cups he's put the puck in the back of the net with that beautiful little snapshot for years and he's been in the lineup for almost you know breaking breaking the barrier for the uh iron man streak so he's on it now man he's
0: on he's right on it now
2: so he's he's doing he's Doing what he needs to do. I mean, it looks nice like it looks like Peter's quite the fan there with his jersey there. So I
1: love the yeah. boys. Love him. He was he was my favorite player back when they were terrible, about what was it, ten years ago. Uh just brutal. But um he is I love his personality too, because yeah. I know back when he He played here. Steve Simmons wrote a fucking article. Oh, we saw him at a hot dog stand ordering hot dogs. Completely false, but the media ran with it. And then he got the, I guess, the nickname hot dog, Phil. When he won the Stanley Cup, he filled it with hot dogs. So you know this guy is so funny. He's an absolute legend. I I think he's going to make the Hall of Fame one of the best goal scorers on the Leafs of all time. Definitely going to see him in the Hall of Fame one day. Yeah.
0: No, I definitely agree. I think we see him in the Hall of Fame 100%. Okay, guys, the reverse retro jerseys came out and there were some hits. There are some duds. We'll talk about one. We'll talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs reverse retro jersey. And then I'll get one of your other picks as well. Why not? Um, The reverse retro for the Leafs for me, I was hoping for a little bit more throwback-ish. I sent the picture out to you guys in the video that I did. I wanted the old TML patches. I wanted that old school, early 2000s feel. Because that's what last night's game felt like, by the way. Um, But I really wanted to see that kind of style. They met me halfway. They brought some of it back. Um, What do you guys think? Are you excited about it? Does it move the needle? Or is it just another, okay, it's a jersey I need to have because at least put it out.
1: Unfortunately, I I do like it. It's it's not really wowing me like I look at these jerseys it's not the the first one I go wow that's amazing it's it's something I'm definitely going to purchase I still have to purchase the last one but it's this is definitely an upgrade over the last one the last one was kind of meh it wasn't feeling the gray and I remember I I think it was Gordon Miller was saying he hated the jerseys because he couldn't see the the names on the back or the numbers because of the gray but um I think they're decent. I. I'm going to be purchasing one. I don't know who I'm going to get on the back of it yet, but uh, I still have, I still got a good, a couple more jerseys in my collection. This is one I'm going to add soon.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, my first reaction was like, this is kind of fucking mid. Um, (laughs) But like to look at what I like about the jersey is the logo. Like there's a lot of fine details in the logo itself, which I love. But the jersey, I think the jersey needed a bit more. That was my initial reaction. Um but yeah, unfortunately, because it's a leaf jersey, I'm gonna have to purchase it too. So <laughs> to uh, I it. might I might do the Myron move and wait, you know, six months and when it goes on sale and just purchase it then and whatever name's on the box, whatever name, if it's blank, I'll put somebody on it. But uh I might do that move if I don't get it for Christmas or
0: something. Mm. Yeah, for me it's another leaf jersey that I'll eventually have to snag one of, but I'm not running out to get it no. like the uh, the flip jersey. I love the black and blue Leaf that jersey. one. I love that one. Not a huge fan. although I wore it today out to uh, a birthday party, I wore the uh, the flip side, the black and gold yeah. um, just for fun because it's going to a kids' party and that's what it is for the kids. so I did it. but um, the black and blue side, I love that. Love that style, but yeah, I'll probably cop this one eventually. And for me, the other Jersey that I really liked, I love when things get thrown back to the old ages, the sharks Jersey to me, loved it. Loved how they played at the golden seals angle. Um, beautiful. You know, chef's kiss on that one. The one that missed for me was the Montreal Canadians powder blue, you know, trying to harken the Expos, so to speak. That wasn't my favorite, but, uh, what do you guys got? What's your uh, your other one that you really liked?
1: The Chicago and Detroit ones, brutal. They look
2: like the same jersey. Almost.
1: <laughs> they are the same jersey. Basically, red count is different. Pete, oh come on! My God, they're they're absolutely brutal. One jersey I did like though. I li- I liked Arizona's jersey. I think really I, I yeah. know. It's the the chena hat, the head yeah. or whatever you call it, the coyote head, and then like the I guess it's like a desert. Looking jersey, I don't know. Everything I was really involved. feeling that one. I, I like that one, and uh,
0: the Oilers one.
1: I don't. It, I it, I think it would have looked a lot better if they got if the drip in the middle of it wasn't orange. But uh, if they got rid of that, I think that'd be a really slick looking jersey.
2: Yeah. Um, my other like one of my top ones. I don't know why, but the, I like the New York Rangers one. Um, the you know the Statue of Liberty there. Um, it actually brings me back, I, I want to say, I think it was Wade Belak. It brings me back to a moment where Wade oh, Belak was in a shootout with the Rangers. And he, f- I think he did it between the legs. Merrick Malik. Like, Merrick Malik, yeah. Okay, sorry, yeah. sorry. Um, But that, that moment was just playing in my head. I was just like, those are the freaking jerseys. Um, The other one I don't like. I know Bruins fans really like this one. I think their jersey looks like poop. Like, it's not Pooh Bear, but I think it's Poop Bear. <laughs> like, it's like it's, it's brown. I just, I don't like it. Like, everybody, somebody was harping me on my TikTok. I'm just like, dude, it, I don't like it. Like, it looks bad.
0: Yeah, what I mean, it's got history with the team. That's why the fans like it, right? That's the reason why. I now, know. if a team just whipped out a Pooh Bear, Poopy Bear... All of a sudden, then yeah, I'd say okay. But it's got some history. It's got some nostalgia. It's got attachment to it. So obviously the older Gen fans are going to get on it. And then the younger Gen fans, well, you know, they like to follow the old guys sometimes. So, you know, they jump on it too. and It's their jersey and their team, you know, and I love my poopy bear and we're (laughs) going to take it to the finals. You know, that's what, that's what goes on. But yeah, no, I agree with you. I'm not a big fan of the pooh bear. No. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is around the league, around the boards, whatever you want to call it for the NHL. This week on Offside, our last segment's a fun one. It's the Bearded Blue Warriors. Petey, don't worry. We will get you hooked into these. But me and Dylan will put one on right now. It's our Boxing Rock Bearded Blue Warrior of the Week. Pete, without your beard, you can go first.
1: I know who Dylan's picking, and I probably know who both you guys are picking. I'm gonna go with Sheldon Keith. He he put up with a lot of shit from the media this week, so shout out to Sheldon Keith. He is my bearded blue warrior, putting up with the garbage of of the Toronto media. Yeah, Um, I think
2: I think mine is obvious. Uh, Nikki Bobby coming in clutch in that Dallas game. Nikki Bobby scoring not one, but two goals and the overtime winner. Leafs Nation was on fire. I even jumped up in the air in my friggin' living room. I probably went two feet in the air. So I was fired up for that. Uh, those two goals that game. So he's my bearded blue warrior.
0: I was fired up for that as well. Minus two. Minus two guys. Two guys who walked into the Maple Leafs lineup, had everyone playing 10 feet tall. Knuckles dragging, sticks swinging, feet blazing. Wayne Simmons, the Wayne train. Woo, woo. And Cliffy, the big red dog, swinging his game into the action there against the Jets. Those two bringing the respect factor for the Leafs because everyone else fed off that energy all day long, wanting to get the win for Cliffy, wanting to get the win for Simmer. So my Boxing Rock Bearded Blue Warriors, are Mr. Wayne Simmons and Kyle Clifford. And if you hold on just a moment, I want to read you a little quote from Mr. Wayne Simmons. I love it. It really gets you in the feels. You got to give me one second to get to it. Simmons, I'm here for the boys, and I'll always be here for the boys. I love these guys. From day one, I was accepted immediately. When that happens and you have such group camaraderie, for me late in my career, it's something that you cherish. That is a guy who wants to play for the logo on the front, but not the name on the back. And on Saturday night, everyone did the same thing. They played for this, not for that. And I love Wayne Simmons. (coughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this is Offside Hockey Talk, where the Maple Leafs and hockey come to talk.